This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, as always, I want to thank Rabbi Shabtai for giving me the opportunity to, to speak tonight. So, um, tomorrow is Hey Elo, tonight's Hey Elo. And uh, three weeks from Motzah Shabbos, we are saying Slichos. And three and a half weeks from now, we will be at the Yom Hadin. So we have to ask ourselves, what's the Avod of Elo? I don't know if people talk about the Parsha, but I'm going to talk about Elo. And I was thinking, when I was thinking about what to talk about, I was thinking that maybe we should talk about how to do Elo differently than we may have done Elo in the past. When I think of Elo, right, I think it's like when, when you talk about Pesach, about a month before Pesach, and your wives all start like shaking in their boots. So when I think El, I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to look in the mirror and I'm going to have to confront all of my chesronos, my weaknesses, all of the averos, all the chataim, things that I've asked Hashem for forgiveness for in the past and I made the same mistake again this year and I'm going to have to ask the same mechila this year, time and time again, same mistakes, never really trying to reform, never trying to rectify. That's generally how I approach Elul and it's not a pleasant experience. So I was thinking, is there an alternative way of approaching Elul, not just more positively, but actually could be more productive as well. So I was thinking, there's a very famous um, insight, I don't know how famous it's famous, because I know it, but uh, it's a, by uh, Rav, Le- Rav Yudalev Chasmin. Rav Chasmin was the Rashiv of Hebron, he wrote a sefer called Or Yahel. And Rav Chasmin asked the following question uh, in Parshas Toldos. Parshas Toldos, we know that Yitzchak was sitting Shiva for Avram Avinu, and Yaakov had prepared food for Yitzchak to eat, lentils, that's one of the sources that we eat certain round first during, during Avelis. And, uh, and, and, and Esav comes home from a long day of hunting, murdering. He's famished. He feels like he's going to die. Sounds a little bit like a drama queen. And he's going to die. And uh, Yaakov uses this as an opportunity to take advantage of a situation. To usurp, to sell, or to purchase the birthright for what seems to be not a lot of money. And Esau says, what worth, the, what worth does the birthright have to me if I'm going to die? So for sure I'll sell you the birthright for a bowl of lentil soup. And at the end of the episode, the Torah tells us four words that seem to be superfluous, though I doubt anybody in this room ever thought about it. But if you think about it, those words seem to be unnecessary and quite obvious. The last four words of this episode are, Vayivez Esav Es Habachora which are literally translated to mean that Esau degraded, he humiliated, he embarrassed the birthright. Now, you don't think you have to be a Talmud Chacham, I don't think you have to be a Torah scholar to be able to pick up on that if you sold your birthright, which everybody knew then and certainly now, the value of the birthright, certainly in the, the progenation and the ancestry of the Jewish people, you sold your birthright for a bowl of lentil soup, I think it's fairly obvious that he degraded the value of the birthright. Why does the Torah need to tell something that is so fairly obvious? And Rav Chasman says something unbelievable, a, an unbelievable insight into human psychology, into how to approach when a person makes a mistake. He says there's two ways that a person can can respond to making a mistake. They reflect on something that they've done. They realize they've, they've, they've made a mistake. So what do they do now? So option number one is they internalize, they reflect what went wrong, what was the impetus, what was the catalyst for the mistake, what maybe if I'm in a similar situation in the future, how can I preempt and hopefully avoid making the same mistake? And that's one way of going about it. 
And another way going about it is that not only don't you regret making the mistake the first time, but if you're honest with yourself, you say to yourself, if I was in the same situation again, guess what? I would have done it again. Says Rav Chasmin, that's what the Torah was saying when it says, Vayivez Esavez Habachora. Of course he humiliated the birthright, but that's when he initially sold it. But when Esav was reflecting on it even after the fact, Vayivez Esavez Habachora. He didn't regret it for a moment. He didn't try to internalize. He didn't try to reflect or capitalize on the mistake and say, how can I become a better person? Not so, says Rav Chasmin. Vayivez Esavez Habachora. Not only don't I regret having done it before, I would have done it again. That is not a Jewish concept. A Jewish, the Jewish people do not uh, reflect on things without trying to internalize, without trying to understand, without trying to plan and strategize how they can improve the future. That's not a Jewish concept. How do I know? Because I'm going to give you two examples that you're familiar with in which it is in, con- in direct contradistinction to that uh, which uh, Esav demonstrated. Yaakov, uh, not Yaakov, Yehuda. Yehuda comes and a little controversial episode with Tamar and he discovers that he actually had had a marital relationship with Tamar and Tamar is actually pregnant. And Tamar actually chooses not to embarrass her father-in-law. And she said, whoever owns these items, right, we're familiar with the story, whoever owns these items. And at that moment, Yehuda was confronted internally with two possibilities. Either he could deny it or keep it to himself, which was probably mo- most politicians would do nowadays, so that no one would find out. And she'd be burned and killed, and he'd be no worse for wear for it. Or he would publicly acknowledge he's the guy. And he says the word, Sud Kamimeni. She is more righteous, and those children, they're for me. They're for me. And so he doesn't delay for a moment. He recognizes, acknowledges, and I don't want to call it a mistake, because ultimately they're the, end, they're the progenitors of Mashiach, but he's willing to admit that which he believed somebody else had done wrong. And his descendant, Davra Melech, when confronted with the Navi Nasan, who says, how could you take the one little sheep of Uriah and put Uriah in front of the, 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 to be killed? How could you do something like that? What's David's response? He doesn't say, well, let me explain to you, as the Gemara does. Let me explain to you. He was a Morid Bamalchus. He rebelled against the kingdom. I had every halachic justification. What's his response? Two words. Chatasi Lashem. You're right. I did something wrong. So I wanted to suggest perhaps that instead of approaching Elul with, okay, I have my mitzvos, those are my good things, and I have my averos, and I'm going to feel really bad about them, why not do as the Gemara prescribes if you do tshuva the right way and turn those donos, those intentional chatam, those intentional averos, and those shkagos, those inadvertent averos, and turn them into zechuyos, turn them into merits. How do you turn an Avera into something positive? By learning from it. If you learn from the Avera, instead of just feeling bad about it and having the charata, the regret piece, if you actually think about it, if you actually take time to internalize and capitalize on the mistake, then that mistake is no longer relegated to simply being an Avera. Now it becomes a zechus. Now it becomes a merit. It's so an unbelievable thing. You see all these acronyms for Elo, right? The famous one. Based on the Pasuk and Shir Hashirim. Elul stands for Anila Dodi Vidodi Li. Anila Dodi Vidodi Li. I saw an amazing side point. I saw an amazing insight from the Tosha Rebbe. Anila Dodi Vidodi Li. Right? Simple, simple reading is I'm to my beloved and my beloved is to me. So the Tosha Rebbe, Zuchus Yagin Aleinu says, again, not relevant to our discussion, but it's just a beautiful idea. Anila Dodi Vidodi Li means Anila Dodi. If I initiate with Hashem, 
then Vidodili Hashem will reciprocate. We've got to take the first step during this time of year. We can't wait for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to come to us. But the minute we take that first step, Vidodili. Beautiful idea of the Tashar Rebbe. But I saw another unbelievable acronym of the word Elul. What's another acronym for the word Elul? I never saw this one before. You'll tell me if you, you saw it? No, no, I did not hear that one, but that, I, I dare you to say that in front of your wife. Listen to this one. Aleph stands for Aron. Lamed stands for Luchos. Vav stands for Vishivrei. And Lamed stands for Luchos. The Aron, which had inside of it the Luchos, and the Luchos that Moshe Rabbeinu had to break. Because Elul isn't just about trying to make sure you have a good defense of all the mitzvot sidon, the luchos, but it's also incorporating the mistakes and capitalizing on them. Don't deny the mistakes you've done. Don't just feel bad about the mistakes that you've done, but use those mistakes as an opportunity to catapult you. Use those mistakes, recognize those mistakes. You're a human being. Use those mistakes to your advantage to learn from and say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not I'm so sorry that I've done something wrong, what could I do? I'm so sorry I did something wrong, but here's the ideas I have to use that which I've done wrong to make me a better person. Imagine that type of defense uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu this year. Imagine the conversation you're going to have with Hashem this year that you've never had before. It's not the L of just the Ema and the Pachad and the awe and the reverence, which of course we need to have. It's understanding, use your Averos, so to speak, to your benefit. Right? You hear about all these athletes that didn't always have, not every single element of their game was perfect, but they had, had to overcompensate by some of the other things they had going for themselves. Use your Averos, turn them into Zechuyos. Use it as an opportunity. Don't be like an ace of who even after the fact, yeah, I'm sorry, but eh, it's not such a big deal. Or, oh, when I was in high school, how great it was. And you don't even regret it to begin with. But be like the Yehudas of the world. Be like the Davids of the world who acknowledge their mistakes and then take it to the next level, as the Gemara tells us, where we can, through a genuine and authentic tshuva, you can be able to do so. I saw an amazing thing. And I'll close with this. I saw an amazing statement in the name of the Katska Rebbe. And I think it really speaks volumes and it really speaks about what we're discussing. The Kutzka Rebbe says that we have a lot to learn from the halachos pertaining to a mikvah. You know that if you go in the mikvah and not every single part of you is submerged and immersed in the mikvah, it doesn't count, right? A woman who is going to become tahar, if she's not completely submerged, you have a, a woman who's observing it, you got to make sure she's complete. And by the way, I happen to be a Kohen. Please God, Mr. Shem Bakarov, will be able to do the Avodah in the base of Mikvah. The Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur is not completely immersed in the Mikvah. It doesn't count. You have to be completely immersed. Says the Kutzka Rebbe, the same way that a Mikvah can only make somebody Tahor if they're completely immersed, is the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his relationship with you can only make you Tahor if you're completely immersed. Completely immersed. That means you've got to immerse the mitzvahs you've done, it also means you got to immerse the Averus you've done. you got to be the total package. Don't become one of those split personalities. Don't look at yourself as, I'm, I'm a tzaddik in this area, but I'm a lost cause in this area, and I've always felt bad about it, I don't really know what to do about it, and I'm just hoping that Akash Baruch is going to be enough of a rachaman, enough of a person who's going to be merciful with us, he's just going to look the other way and give me another year of life because I have enough going for me that he's willing to look the other way. No! Use this as an opportunity. Make this Elul different than any other Elul you've had in the past. Don't just walk around moping. Don't just walk around with trepidation, wondering what you're going to say to Hashem in that first Shemona Esrei on the night of Rosh Hashanah. But think of ways in which you can take those Averos, capitalize, internalize, use it as a platform to be able to help you improve in Amir Hashem. 
with the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our side, but the Gemara says, Abali also, you take the first step, Anila Dodiva Dodili, we take the first step, we reflect, we internalize, we capitalize on those Averos, we turn them to Zechuyos, and Mir Hashem, not only will this El be different, but this entire year as a reflection and as a following in a trajectory in that way will be a different year as well. And please God, with only Simchas and Nachas, Mazlom Bracha, and only good things for all of us.